The tortoise and the hare experience is getting ready to start up in three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Hugo from the rock band Cantrip. How are you doing today? And you're about to enter into the And welcome into the Tortoise and Hare Experience. Uh, another show, another day with an old friend, Hugo, from the band Tantric. Uh, welcome I back. I am old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only as old as you, as, uh, you want to be. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I think that everybody knows that I have never, uh, ever grown up. I, I don't adult very well, but I am pretty good at other things, you know. <laughs> it's very Peter Pan of you. Yes. If I could only convince my body to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always tell people that we are um, like three ages. You know, there's our physical age, our mental age, and then there is our um, hormonal age. <laughs> But <laughs> well, you know what? I'll tell you one thing. As, as much as that that rings true, because I am a jokester, even though my songs aren't really as comical as I am as as a person, and I always like to you know bust poke fingers at everybody, and, and everybody who knows me knows that. But I do feel like my soul is a lot older than like the personality that was that was put into it, because uh, when nobody's around, I turn into this super deep thinker and, uh, you know, self-proclaimed philosopher, if you will. Very deep. And cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as always, uh, I, I'm sure you, you're very aware of how we did this when we, man, how long ago was it? I know we were doing it at Max's house. I can tell you that it was 2019. Right, It was uh, right before the Make America Rock tour, or Make America. That was 2016. Right. 16? Yeah. Yes, sir. Where are we in again? Uh, you guys have the same timeline? Because I heard that time bends, and it might bend a little differently for you. I believe that. Yes. And the reason why I know that is because... I did. Uh, the greatest memories in your life. Uh, that was, you know, there were some memories. There was you some the memories. Diary with a marker and crayon. There was all. <laughs> That's why I write with fuzzy pens. Um, but I, I did the tour, and then immediately I did the film Astro, and was away for a couple of months in uh, Roswell, New Mexico. So. That's how That's I, I my mind, I, I keep <laughs> that little file of of how I do things. Yes, yes. Roswell. Roswell, yes. Yes, oh, Roswell and well. Funny that you mention <laughs> my Roswell. antenna. That's my Roswell has been coming up a lot lately in my life, but not in the, like, this, like you know, like when, when you talk about something, like, kind of random with someone, and then, like, the next four other unrelated people that you meet are also like, what? Mustard seeds. And then that's kind of like how Roswell has been lately. Are you trying to tell me something? I'll be home soon. 
But go ahead, Turtle, on our intro. Right. Uh, usually what we do first is we share our experiences. And um, Max usually goes first. Um, so go I ahead, I usually Max. do. Why? <laughs> because I'm the boss. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so talking about experiences, uh, we just had Halloween, which is, you know, the spooky month, which is my my big time being a scream queen or whatever you want to call that. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's a busy time for me. So I had, I had a couple of uh, big events. I did a charity event uh, for St. Jude and uh, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, which you can find a donation link on our page if you are so yeah. inclined to help a the children. Legitimate. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I did that. Uh, we raised $30,000. Um, I'm super proud of that fact. And Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I was dressed... As a, it, there was a theme. It was a cowboy theme, and I was a zombie um, saloon girl. And uh, my friend Robbie Neville, the singer Robbie Neville, went with me, and he was dressed as a zombie uh, gunslinger. But everybody thought that we were a bride and groom. And <laughs> I was like, no, we are not. A gun, you know. Gun slinger. Yeah, but like, why would he need to defend himself if he's already the Walking Dead? You would think. Right. Well, yeah, he was the gun slinger, and then. <laughs> yes. Okay, got it. And um, but the great Jake Rowenhouse um from Westworld and Jurassic Park and Star Wars. He did our makeup that day, and that was, uh, I went in at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and um, from 2 to 7, was in the makeup chair with him, and it was... So pretty much no different than when you were on tour with us. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was great fun. There was a lot of awesome people there. And then right after that, the next day, I had to do an autograph show, um... Which is always a weird thing for me. And I don't know how you guys feel about this, but. Yeah, it's, you know. It's we, so, it's so it's bizarre so, of a custom. It's so crazy. It's like, first off, I, I'm always shocked that even people know who I am, let alone stand in a line and give yeah. me money. I would to argue sign that something. a lot of people, uh, that, you know, ask me or other people for autographs, they, they are kind of like, you know, when, when, when like there's a group of people surrounding an event, right? And then uh, they're like, well, all these people must be there for a reason. And then they start just speculating. And that to me happens very, a lot. And sometimes they'll be in the mood to just kind of like challenge that. I'll be like, oh, you're a fan. <laughs> so you're a fan of. <laughs> but no, but it is to me a weird tra- uh, a tradition, I guess, because how the hell you know it's my autograph? Now, I actually, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Max, but I give the old fingerprint, too. I do the autograph with a fingerprint so that Smart. if anybody wants to steal my bad credit, 
they can assume my identity right there as at least right. one tenth. But no, <laughs> they they are they are a silly custom. But humans have so many silly customs. Don't we? It, it's weird. But the thing that kind of got me a little bit. I mean, I'm. I'm very happy that anybody knows who I am or appreciates what I do. But um, when I came out of the event the night before, that was at um, uh, Madame Tussauds um, Wax Museum, there there were a lot of celebrities there. But there were autograph hounds that stood outside all night long with stacks of pictures of me to sign. And it, I was walking out. And um, my brother happened to be there, and he's never witnessed me having to sign autographs. And they came running up and had these stacks of photos that I'm, like, sitting there signing. And he's, like, looking at me like, what is happening right now? Who are these people? Well, I think that in in that culture also, it's like, to me, nobody wants to meet, like – like Luke Skywalker, like the true like Star Wars fans, they they don't care about they want they care about the like those characters that are really that are known amongst the clan, and that's how you know you're a true one. And I think that's probably how that you're perceived in your in in your in your art that you do. It's just like you know, out of that, there's like these like bland, maybe greater scale cookie cutter things, and then there's like this like real real mission. And that's where it is, you know. And God bless. God bless I mean, that. yes, but here is my point. That's your talented. <laughs> Thank you. But yes. my point is, is that I was doing this show the next day where I was selling my photos and sitting at a proper booth and all of that. Mm-hmm. And these guys got away with like $500 worth of photos they printed and I signed and I felt like smudging yeah. <laughs> the print, but I didn't do that. Yeah. that and I didn't do awesome. my thumbprint. And, you know, I should have done that because do feel, then they wouldn't Max, be able to sell it. Right. Do you feel, Max, that like, like when, 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 when people ask you for an autograph, that's fine. Even two, maybe even three. But when they're just basically just they're like, and this one, yes. and this one, and this one. At what yes. point do you say, dude, what the fuck? I mean, yes. seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's um. It's just weird because well, it's you're, kind of an opportunist you know, way, and it's and it's taking advantage. Honestly, you know, it's like you know we've done all of the work that we've done to achieve whatever it is that we achieved, and then this guy is just like taking snapshots of us, and I don't even get a Christmas card. <laughs> exactly, but so in my experience, to wrap up my part of the experience, so. As I was thinking back over the past week's events, I um, I was at the doctor today, and I was sitting there thinking about, man, you know, if I die, those photos that I just signed are going to be worth maybe 14 cents more. Right. <laughs> So that was my thought process, process. my experience today. Maybe there's a way that we can monetize the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) I want more sage. (laughs) Always going. Yeah, I I never think about that, honestly. I'm like, uh, 
uh, I never think about that at all. Like I never think well, about. Well, because you're you're never gonna die. Because Peter Pan never dies, never grows. I mean, away. I I, I, don't, I I believe that we are, and I say this all of this time, spiritual beings having a human experience versus the other way around. So That's true. that that is true. I don't think that that there's there's such a thing as at least as in the grander scale of things. But right. yeah, but uh, but you you, cool. you are you are Peter Pan and Turtle. Mm-hmm. You know, you are Peter Pan like humans. I, on the other hand, am Tinkerbell, and you must clap for me. Clap yes. for me to be alive. Oh, I clap for you all the time. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, you, you guys are both really cool. Obviously, Max, I know you a, a longer time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it is. I agree with you. I concur. <laughs> and, Turtle, your experience today? Uh, it was a really interesting experience. Um I gave a, a friend a ride home, but before that, we stopped off at her place, and uh, I, I met her roommates, right? They were playing video games, which everyone does, but then I saw the, the room across the, uh, you know, across the hall, and there was some guitars there, an amp there, and I was like, oh, you, do, you, do you guys play? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, well... Let's go, let, let, you know. Let's let, let's see what you got. Let's jam up. Yeah, right. And and right. they're they're a little like hesitant, you know. And and I don't know if, if that ever happens to you or not. Where, but uh, of course, it probably happens to you much more because you know musicians and and everything like actually, that, right? I'm never actually home to do any of that. But I'm I certainly, uh, you know, unless of course, like you're in the middle, you know, like you're in the middle of doing some. Stuff that has other, nothing to do with that. And people are just like, hey, I was like, do you mind if I stop this? I was like, hey, what do you do for a living? You're a dentist? Oh, do you mind if you pull my teeth right now? <laughs> but it's like, but yeah, I think that, you know, that's, that, that's, that's part of, it. you know, people, some people have a little espresso and a little dub and, and, uh, you know, some people share the gift of music. But it's weird because sometimes in those smaller venues and, and smaller, like, person to person, it's like a little more like, you know, it's like, uh, I'm a stripper, and all of the lights are on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> type of experience. So it's kind of weird, especially you know, you know, people tell us that you're, we're good and we're doing great and all that, but like inside, we're still like, are we? Like, and I think that's what makes people that are artistic, you know, better and better throughout their time. You know, it's just like they have to be have that modicum of insecurity. You know. Yeah, and the, you know, and there was some insecurity because the guy was like, "Oh, well, you know, I really don't play that loud because right. you know my neighbors." And then I go, "You know what, dude? I'm like, I'm, and and I have that same thing, but I go, but that's why they installed the headphone jack into your amplifier, you right. know." And uh, well, truth be told, once you install a headphone jack and you put your headphones on. All the magic goes away. You gotta really kind of turn up, you know. If you don't get a couple of like broomsticks on the side of the door from the neighbor, then you're not doing it right. Max will tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I think our philosophies differ because, you know, I was telling them like, well, first you gotta put the headphones on and really hear what you're playing before you can, you know, kind of crank up the, the volume, you know, that, that's just my philosophy. Right. Do, do you find I, that? I think that those are, there are some instances where that's true, especially when people ask you to, like, you know when people ask you a question, but they don't actually care about your answer, they're just asking it. It's like, yeah, I want to hear you play. Anyways, 
you know, and, and you play it for him. So yeah, in that instance, I think that is cool. I mean, I think that the, if you ask somebody to play something for you, you should at least give them the respect of doing it with some sort of attention span directed towards that way. But, uh, but other than that, sometimes breaking that ice so that people can like allow themselves to be vulnerable and deeper, you kind of have to like joke it around. You can, you know, because I've always noticed that if I, if I go right to the subject of a song or, or anything, it's really super like songs about like the meaning of life. Why are we here? You know, like, and that's your first go-to sentence. It kind of puts everybody like in this spot where like we all know that we agree with this guy, but like this is just like, you know, it's just a little bit of tact. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, just put a sandwich on the compliment sandwich. It's like joke around a little bit, a little seriousness. Talk to the little joke around and a dash of what the fuck. So, Turtle, did you show him how it was done? Well, um, well, here's the other thing. And Mary Chris, you hear both of your guys' idea of this. So the guy's like, well, the guitar isn't really that good. And yeah. that's, but, but I told him, I, I was like, you know what? I was like, Strike uh, one, bro. Strike one. No, no, no. But but I told him I'm like, I'm like the guitar doesn't make you good. You make the guitar good, right. and and that's my and personal the fact philosophy. That you say the guitar isn't that good. Is that's just that's just horrible, horrible. I right, like, right. I'm like the game's over right now. <laughs> it's like when you go for an audition and you you say, uh, you know, I have a. Th- I have a right. sore throat not, or, right. you know. Uh, like, my cat is really sick. <laughs> sure, I, it was an emotional day. My mom, right. like, you know, I stubbed you know, my toe. You know what I see that a lot? Yeah. Is There's a war. The American Idol, like, uh, tryouts. <laughs> and I, I love them. And, like, they're, they're to me, the, the best part of those things is, like, because sometimes you, like, see someone who just nails it and nobody, like, gives them gives them that pre-expectation that they're going to do it. And then somebody just sees that guy who's just like, does not know when to stop. He's like, just, hold, just give me one more second. Hold on. Hold on. This is why. This is like the, the Tanya Harding of the shoelace type of thing. Hold on. <laughs> but, uh, but it's both of them are really entertaining. But, it, yeah, they should just eliminate everything else. Just just, <laughs> just the trial. Yeah. So, so like we went through this whole explanation, and then um, my buddy, she was like, "All right," uh, she's like, "I'm ready to go." And then I'm just like, "We're about to no." <laughs> but we're playing, oh, yeah. <laughs> mom. It's like, it's like this thing where it's like, "Oh my God, we need some bubble gum." All right, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> if there was only any great bubble gum in the building. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so that was yeah. a, that, I just found that to be such an interesting experience. But but the guy really thanked me for everything. He's like, thank you. I never Hold thought on, about did he stuff ever like play that. Anything? Or no, well, we we were, he was about we were about to, and then it was time to go. We were kind of on a bit of a time crunch. So basically, bought that at a flea market <laughs> as a ploy with a puppy to pick up the ladies. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Didn't work. The puppy does. So, but but again, he, you know, he thanked me at the very end, and you know, is very like, oh man, you know, and we just talked really for like a brief second on just some technical aspects and stuff, and some things that I'm like, oh, you could probably do this or 
or do that. So n- nothing too. Uh, like, but my supermodel girlfriend who lives in Bolivia is like she's never. You'll never see her, but she's there. Trust me. I'm cool uh, with that. There's like a lot of room for my, you know, when I'm like basically the bodyguard for like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, I don't want to say anything, but I have a few uh, supermodel girlfriends all over the the, the world. So I totally yeah, understand that. All over the that. show. <laughs> when over I was the first, show. my career was first starting, and you're adapting. You're in that adapting stage where where you're like this guy who plays music, and this guy who kind of is known by everybody, and actually is making a little bit of money. And you know, this is a transitional period, kind of like puberty, but like a lot more abrupt. But uh, there, there'd be I would throw these parties at my house, and they had some signature uh, things about them. You know, uh, you know, I'd have like some plaques and photographs of myself and the band and things that we have done. And there'd be people that come into this house, and there'd be like fifty or sixty people in the house, and, and they would literally be talking about me to me, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I know Hugo. I mean, yeah, I mean." kind of a dick, you know, if you think about it. I was like, and I would just literally egg them on and all these people would have to do is just like look around and trust me, there's some some pretty vain pictures. <laughs> like, I'm like, see that? And that one, that's me and the, okay. And uh, and they would just be like, just talking shit and never have met you. I mean, if I'm, you know, Max, you remember this, like many people used to say they were my manager. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know to, to whatever. Like, really? You're like, uh, wow, uh, those operations are working really efficiently. (laughs) You know what? You take that with a grain of salt, you know? Yeah. Focus on things. So those have been our experiences that we've been going through. What's something that you've been going through, Hugo? We talk in the same genre because I could start from getting to end. I mean, here's here's the thing, man. You know, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this for over 20 years. It's going to be 25 years. And I'm, I'm making this record. And, you know, it's, I'm thinking about the movie Amadeus and, like, his piece de la resistance. And uh, to me, it's like this. Uh, I just, I guess it's never been as important as it is to me now for me to create this thing that, kind of encompasses all these things. And uh, I, I just wonder why, why you know, this type of, like, uh, thought process doesn't doesn't happen in your youth. You know, and, you know, you get almost the most shine as you, you get under the spotlight when you really don't know what you're doing, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and to me, I could be so bummed if it was like people found out it was brilliant like a hundred years after I was gone. Because, you know, then I wouldn't benefit from the perks. I couldn't get the discount at some mechanic store. (laughs) But like, I, I, you know, the question is that, you know, when life is such a crazy thing and you guys know this and, and we all ponder this, but, but it's like, why is wisdom in reverse with everything? You know, it just seems like we get this. You know, and we should have had this a lot, a lot before. And uh, you know, why? Why do we feel the, the the necessity to like leave this this thing? It's not even a stamp or a, a, a monolith of any sort. But it's to me, it's for myself. You know, but it's so important to me. And uh, and I was just wondering if you guys feel feel that way. And uh, because I feel like everybody 
if I want to write, every time I, I make a record, it's the song that I feel like is the most, like, sitting on the top layer of the water, that everybody's like, you know that song we said, fuck that? <laughs> That's my favorite one. And I was like, really? Okay. But is that a reflection on me or a reflection on on on, on America or society or the world? And uh, which one? Which one should I ride on? What side should you ride on? You know, should you ride on the side of like, I don't give a fuck what you think, and I'm, I've got this thing going on, or would you be like, you know what? I'm just gonna put on that Planet Fitness cut off shirt and do done my Trans Am. Well, no, we're, we're gonna go with no on the last statement. Well, I don't know right. about that, and, and I'm gonna tell you why. You, you know, um, there are. To me, there's a lyric that comes to mind by um, this band called The Verve. They did a song called uh, Bittersweet Symphony. And there's this one particular standout lyric where he says, I'm so many people from one day to the next. Right. And I feel that that's us a lot of times where we could be three people all at once. And part of us does want to go you know, to the left or to the right or somewhere completely different at the same time when we get asked questions like that. So, right. I mean, to me, it's just like, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I'm very competitive also, like in music, like I want everybody to do well. You know, I, I do like for in general, I am a person who roots for my fellow human, even if it's, I, you know, I, I want people to succeed to the, the best of their ability, but I'm also very competitive uh, in like in, in my own head, I don't know. Are you with your acting and with the stuff that you do, Max? Do you feel like when you see other actors and you're like you you know it's those little things that give you the street cred? And and obviously, I know you're you're a musician as well. You're you know broad talents, but but to, is there a competition factor in in you guys even in this podcast? I mean, when you see other podcasts, you'd be like this guy's. Yeah, this is bubble gum, you know, <laughs> played out shit. This is cookie cutter. Nothing is deep like this, you know. And uh, it, and do you think that that's a positive or? I guess I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> oh <But laughs> well, yes. Um, there is always a certain level of competition in in everything as humans. Right. There's always, you know, even if you're looking at the animal world, there competing for the respect of, you know, the pride. And um, so pretty much like what we do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Same, it same is, you know, it's, it's survival of the fittest and, and, you know, whoever is uh, got an edge and is making a bigger statement. It's, but do you think um, that that's the reason why you're competitive? Because that's certainly not the reason why I am it's like to well, me, I think it, I think it's a natural instinct to be right. competitive. Um, I personally, I I do it because I'm I'm vibrating on different frequencies at all times. You know, <laughs> as many people know about me, hey, I you know. <laughs> you well, it's 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 how I believe. Right. You know that you know um, I'm. I'm in 13 different dimensions all at once. So my, my self game is 
competing against myself all the time. So I'm always trying to better my game by being a better human right. and or alien, whatever you think yeah, I am. My, 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 I guess I'm a little bit like that, but the thing that I that I guess that I like is that like when you can create something and it provokes emotion where generally there wouldn't be any, you know, uh, just a play on words or whatever it is that triggers uh, an individual, like, you know, just like the, the lips of the angel commercial, <laughs> you know, like, it's like these certain things that I, I can watch on television for some reason, or just like these moments that I just see that, that'll just like get to me. But when you can, uh, like kind of like pull that out of someone, whether it be positive or that to me, I was like, job well done. You know, and I, I've, I've written that. I was like, you know, my, my goal is to provoke emotion and thought, like, and, and getting really okay with it, you know? Let yourself sink down a little bit. Know where your bottom is in, in as right. far as emotionally. I think that's, that's probably everybody's, um, you know, at, at least the three of us, uh, our main goal is to provoke some thought. sort of reaction and thought. Like our our show, uh, we started this show because we wanted to talk about experiences in life yeah. and not, you know, and and the human experience, not just Absolutely. music or film or entertainment, but, you know, really getting deep in, in a different kind of conversation than most podcasts yeah, sure. would have. You know, there's just like those parties that you sometimes are at and you get sucked into that corner of when you're having these conversations with people and they don't have to be drug induced, you know. You just find yourself, you know, I, I feel like people draw the right people, you know, wherever you are, you're supposed to be, you just got to figure out why you're there. But, you know, that's what I like about podcasts. You know, when it, the concept first came out, I found them very, very like, so basically it's just this dude talking to another but, like, when there is a moment where, like, everybody is just, like, throws all their own whatevers to the wind and, and people discuss, like, those questions bring up more questions than answers. And I think that's the only way, really, to, to evolve as, as humans, both, you know, spiritually and, and in every way, you know. Talking is good. Talking it out, you know. But, uh, you know, just seeing what other people think. I, I used to think that a lot of my thoughts were indigenous to me growing up you know like i'm the only one who thinks this way this can't be the general uh state of mind of of everyone but the more i traveled the world and met all different types of people both monetarily and professionally man in in the moment of like true honesty (laughs) we're more alike than we are different and uh it's just like you know, sometimes your the thoughts and the voices that are speaking in your head are really the ones that that are the true ones, you know. And I think that given that opportunity, the people that I've met, when broken down, when nobody's looking, uh, when the you know, and I think I I think that that's a good thing, you know, because I inherently believe that humans are are, are inherently good. They're, I don't think they were born like with malice, you know, I think it's taught and I think it's cultivated. But, uh, so, you know, positive thinker. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, you know, 
to counterpoint that, I, I will say this, good and bad is all perspective. And one of the people that I always bring up is, you know, um, Tyler Durden. You know, from um, names, I'm not, I'm, I'm right, right, right. Well, you, you, you Fight Club, from Fight Club, uh, and and his whole thing was, you know, he wanted to end credit, and he wanted to blow up like all the, right. <laughs> you know, the credit buildings, and, and destroy all the data. And, and to some people, they're going to be like, man. That's brilliant. And to some people are going to be like, well, that's kind yeah, of bad. That's so it's all perspective. Subjective. But I think that the good of the will, the good of the many should outweigh the good of the few. You know what I'm saying? In general, that's how a species survives and thrives. And I think that when there's the right wings and the left wings of any subject matter, which there are, and you're right, truth is perspective, is is about how you see it and how you believe it. If you see it, you believe it, and it's real to you, then it's truth to you. No matter how much you debate it, as you can see from the wide spectrum of religion to science and whatever. But the fact of the matter is that the general populace is, is, you know, gotta be the, the, I guess the barometer on that, right? You know, except, these few exceptions like Galileo, you know, you know, these people who were like, or, or even like just early scientists that have these thoughts that were ahead of their time and they ultimately got stoned to death, you know, somewhere or hung or, or whatever. And obviously that's the price for like big swings, you know, because you have to have a lot of courage to, to, to like step up. But also without those swings comes comes nothing, you know, there's normality and, and it would, it would trickle. But so, you know, I agree with you. And, but I think that the common and, and logic would dictate that the good of not to quote Star Trek, but to quote Star Trek and to show my true geekiness, but the good of the many outweigh the good of the few. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it, because I'm dealing with a, uh, on today, my 111th day of the Screen Actors Guild strike, um, I've been dealing with uh, the AI issue. And it's not only stealing our identity, um, but stealing our thought process. As writers, as, uh, you know, I write... Um, television and film and you write songs right. and and I'm sure you could write scripts as well because you've written some fantastic poetry in your day as well um, <laughs> but um, but I, w- I was wondering how you feel about the evolution of AI and yeah. the fact that we as a species are Losing our uh, our importance. I have a lot of place on this earth. Contemplate this, and that's I, I do necessarily. I understand where you're coming from, but we will never lose our place. We will just be go be another thing. But here's the thing: uh, Elon Musk was asked in this interview that I saw about what he believed 
if you thought that we were all living in a sim, right? And, uh, you know, when I was first asked that, I was like, uh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, what the fuck? That's, that's ridiculous. You know, there were, were, of course we're not living in a sim. Or maybe we are, but definitely I didn't think that I was the sim, right? I didn't think I was the non-player character, but, you know, I guess to this point where this technology is going to have so much uh, so many synapses as, as we are, that they're going to become sentient, right? Mm-hmm. So, right now, AI is not sentient. AI is basically doing what art does and patterns do, and that's what music is in sense. You know, we have a bunch of patterns that are, like, in our head, and we combine them with colors and words and stuff like that, and that's what they're doing. They're doing mathematics. Ours is provoked by personal life experience, and theirs is provoked by binary code. And it's, it's a completely different thing. However, um, I think there's some pretty interesting stuff that's coming out there, right, with, with AI. But it's still not a human factor. It's always going to be, like, it's like you can have some guy paint, you know, a, a replica of the Mona Lisa, right, or whatever it is. You can have anybody create, but the original creation can never, ever be denied, you know, it is the mother and father of these, of this great thing. So in AI, when, once that, you know, becomes bigger and bigger and then implodes upon itself, they will too have that moment, you know, AI will have that moment. But I think that it's this, just ponder this. So what Elon Musk basically said was like, listen, there's a lot of things that would point to the fact that we are living in a sin and, and I'm going to paraphrase them right now, but Something along the lines of like, you know, time travel and we're not witnessing it and therefore it shows that there must have been something, you know, tragic that happened in human history. And then he said, furthermore, and if that's true, the, uh, the percentage or the chances of us being the original carbon of ourselves is like one in a million. So we could already be in that future as we speak, and actually be the AI. What is AI that's different from any other AI? It's like flesh, blood, uh, nanotechnology. You know, it, again, is, you know, subjective to what you consider life to be. But what do you consider life to be? But right now, I don't think it's that. I think it's just imitation of patterns, just like when you get a pig, uh, like a canvas, and you just dumps it in color and calls it a painting. That pig does not have a preconception of what he's going to create. It's just, you know, it's like, look at a pig. You put in colors. But it's different. But I don't think that they'll ever steal my humanity because, because it, I still, you know, I mean, I'm going to live a long time, but, you know, they still got a little ways to go. For but if you, if you think about the technology that they have now, um, for instance, Today, there's a mammogram that is completely AI. So what that's doing is it's taking images of a woman and completely duplicating that, that human breast tissue. And that is now going to be on a robot. Right. That's amazing. it, It is amazing, but... Where do we draw the what, line? Where where do we draw the line? And you right. know, that's a human question right there. 
because I don't think that the line, the line, just like right and wrong, is always going to be pushed depending on whoever's seeing it. Because you could argue the fact that because of these things, us humans are living longer, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually, if we can dump our consciousness into them, then we, in, in fact, become symbiotic, which I believe we already are because our souls and bodies are two separate things, and we are symbiotic as it is, in my opinion. But you know, it's, I think it's just repeating itself. It splits, and it, you know. I don't know if if the two of you have been on uh, TikTok lately, but now they have these girls who <laughs> they they're not doing that. They're not doing that anymore. What they're doing is they're pretending to be AI robots. So they're like, hello, but that's, thanks for the roses. I like roses. This right. smells lovely. Thanks for the roses. But these are actual right. girls right. pretending to be AI. But, you know, what's, what's the difference between that and any other role play? This is the thing. Uh, have freedom I, of choice and an Listen, you can't have ultimate freedom without having ultimate, like, side shows. But listen, some people like to dress up like a cop. Some people like, and whatever, man. That's human. Let it go. If it, My philosophy is this, man. Uh, how, you, how you become happy in life is doing whatever the hell you want to do as, whenever you want to do it, as long as it's not hurting anyone or yourself or it's not at anyone's expense. All right. Do I find it strange? Not really, because robots are kind of hot. You know, just but the words, you know, at anybody else's expense, this is at our expense. AI is at the expense of every actor, every musician, every writer. I I would disagree. I would say that's like saying that rock music is the devil. You know, no, no, no thing. It's just another crayon in the box. And there's Uh, no to me. It is. And you know what? If it eventually mutes and, and, and eliminates us, then so be it. Because, you know, nature will always prevail and whatever happens, happens. To me, I try not to live that far ahead. You know, I like to contemplate it and go, yeah, wow, that's deep. But, you know, I feel like, uh, I, these days I try to focus more on like right now, which is the only thing that's real to me, you know. Well, for, for us in this strike right now, we're dealing with our images being stolen. That's that's what we're at the table about. There, the studios are not paying us what we should be paid, and our images are being replicated and used Isn't in that other. Technology, like in every industry, right? Doesn't that happen? They streamline, right? First of all, you should just have a guy who would pick up for the pizza. Now you never have a, a male operator. You never have any of that. And unfortunately, that is where your morals have to come in. It's not necessarily, it's like a moral question. It's a moral and, and a bigger question than like stealing. Because you know what? Nobody can ever steal that from me because I give it to you freely. Like I will give you this. This is a gift, which by by if by some stream of luck, I monetize great, but I've never ever gave this gift or wanted to show somebody like here's my song, get five ninety nine. That's never and even now it's it's never been that. Now obviously it's my job and it is your job, and but uh, I guess that was never my particular driving 
uh, thing. To me, it's just like if you eliminate somebody's power of taking something by giving it to them in a in a way, then they can't hurt you. And and that's what I that's that's basically what I I mean. To me, it's like this: there's nothing that I can do to control that. You know, I can I can voice my opinion about things that are bothering me, and and again. My opinion is just mine and, and, and yours is yours. It doesn't have to coincide or I'm not saying that yours is wrong. It just happens to be the, the footsteps I take. But to me, I'm pretty confident in the fact that what I create or what I do in my position in this planet and earth and existence and time is unique and to its own as yours is to yours. There's not going to be another Max out there ever except for you. And no amount of AI or anything is going to be you. It's impossible. It can only be a duplicate. It can only be a replica, but it can never be the you because there's only one. One. Right? Yes. I, what do you right. think, Turtle? Um, I think we should play a song. <laughs> Turtle, come down the rabbit hole. Hey, do you guys want some of these mushrooms? <laughs> No, man, I spent a lot of time contemplating. You know, that's what happens when you're on the bus 12 hours a day. Uh, you know, yeah. A lot of time. Where can people find but you I at? Think, no, thanks, yeah. thanks for having me. I, you know, obviously, I'm dear friends with Max, and you to a equal but lesser degree, because um, we never bonded in that same type of way that, that you do when, you, when, when you're with someone every day in, a, in the setting of a tour. But... Uh, I'm glad that you guys do this. I think it's a really cool thing that you do it for yourselves and for us, and it shows to be genuine. And that's why uh, whenever you guys don't have someone, I'll always be the pinch hitter. <laughs> well, Very thank cool. You. Yeah, yeah. And where, where can people find you at? Is there a uh, social media thing or a website thing? In, uh, okay, so you've got the standard uh at Tantric Hugo, that's my Instagram, and there's Tantric Official and stuff. You know, just look it up, and, and you'll see it. But um, normally you'll find me <laughs> at a <laughs> concert venue near you. We tour all of the time, uh, partially by choice, partially by necessity, but we still love what we do, and uh, and I'll be here. Uh, well, okay, guys. Well, I'll see you guys in about another, what, seven years? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I pair like the cycle of the moon of lunar. <laughs> All right, I got to go back to packing and try not to miss the, my fourth flight of the day. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on the show. We truly do appreciate it, guys. For more information on Hugo, log on to entertheshell.com and uh, yes. hit the show notes, and there I'll have the, some of the socials and whatnot. And um, I think I still yeah. have some banners up for Max, so you can go ahead and help her with her um, charities and whatnot. And don't forget to hit those subscribe buttons on all those streaming platforms that we are available on. For Tortoise yep. and the Hare and Hugo, we are out of here. Bye. It all comes down to us when giving it a try. Capturing the sun where now is hold of light. Everybody knows that feels there's something out there invisibly ignored.
don't care See this loud that's right in front of them Is there anybody out there? Cause there's something that I wanna show I'll put it in the atmosphere Feel me so that it can grow So I'm not underrated Forgive ourselves the truth Don't let us really see The things I love in you I'd never see in me Your head's pointed to the ground You're feeling like there's no one around Something above holding down Believe in what we have to fear Cause I Dust and goes away Undervalued, underrated You don't know when love or hate it You just wait until it's faded Gathers dust and Falls down to us.